Hi, everyone. Before we begin today's show, I would like to share a beauty counter story. You might remember from the last episode that I announced that I'm still not accepting advertising from outside vendors. However, due to rising podcast prices, I needed to do something. So I decided to sponsor myself through my beauty counter store, something that makes me very proud. They take skin safety so seriously. They go above and beyond. They are EWG, Leaping Bunny, and Certified Be Approved. They also have a 60-day return policy. Okay, so one of the products that I use is Counter Plus Overnight Resurfacing Peel. It improves skin texture. I am horrible at getting burns. I cook and bake a lot, and I'm really clumsy when I do. I get oven burns all the time, and... It takes me forever to get them to disappear. Even with those um, drugstore scar removal creams that you can buy, no, it always takes forever. Anyway, I recently burned my um, forearm right on the front where you can see it in short sleeves. And it was nasty. It was, I don't know how long it was. It was at least an inch long, maybe longer. And pretty wide and it just was this nasty brown crusty thing and kind of embarrassing it looked horrible I mean I would just be checking out in the grocery store and somebody would say to me oh did you burn yourself (laughs) yes I did for about the millionth time in my life anyway I decided on a whim to rub a little of the counter plus overnight resurfacing peel onto my burn and the next day The burn was almost invisible and my skin felt completely smooth. I'm looking at it now. If I rub my fingers over it, you you can't even tell there was anything there. And while there is a very, very small red area, it's really pretty invisible. Uh, it, It shocked the heck out of me. As much as I love the product with all of the waiting that I've had to do with scars to disappear in the past, it was just delightful. It was really delightful. Now, that isn't the purpose of the overnight resurfacing peel, but I thought it was a fun story. I wanted to share it with you. And the reason why is because if you become a Band of Beauty member, you get that as a free welcome gift. And let me let me tell you how it works. You can purchase from Beauty Counter a couple of ways. One is just to go to beautycounter.com slash Lee Bernstein and order something. Or if you really love their products or you think that you will, you might want to become a Band of Beauty member. It's a lot like Amazon Prime. It's $29 to become a Band of Beauty member. That gives you a year's membership where you get a discount on all of your future purchases. You get free shipping on qualifying orders, and you also get a welcome gift that comes with Counter Plus Overnight Resurfacing Peel, and Counter Plus Charcoal Facial Mask. They do ask that you place a $50 order when you enroll to get the free gift, but the free gift is worth $44. And the peel and the mask are two products that almost everyone ends up getting anyway. So it's a good deal. Check it out. You're going to want to go to beautycounter.com slash Lee Bernstein. That's beautycounter.com slash L-E-E-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. If you're wondering what product line might be best for you, Counter Match is great for dry, sensitive, or normal skin. Counter Time is great for aging skin or anti-aging. Counter Control is great for acne-prone skin. Counter Start is great for sensitive skin. And then there's Counter Man, which is formulated for men, although any beauty counter product is fine for both a man or a woman. Come and visit. If you order even the smallest little thing, please be sure to private message me to let me know for a very wonderful special reason. Thank you. Let's start the show. Welcome to the SCD-Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. If something has been eating at you or eating at your gut, then I have good news for you. The Specific Carbohydrate Diet, also known as the SCD, has helped countless people with a wide variety of health issues improve their quality of life. 
It's also a great way to eat if you just want to go grain-free or stay away from processed foods. Here, you'll find interviews with SCD experts as well as everyday people who actively follow the program. And you'll get tips to help you enjoy living the SCD, including resources, recipes, and more. I'm your host, Lee Bernstein. I live with gut issues. I live with autoimmune issues. And after trying many nutrition protocols, I found that the SCD is what works for me. If that's the same for you, or if you're looking to find out if it is, then let's enjoy living SCD together. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Nothing on this show is ever medical advice. I'm just someone who's thankful that the specific carbohydrate diet works. I'm thankful that it's given me my life back, and I'm especially thankful and excited about being here with you today. So if you're ready, let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Today, we're going to be talking to Selena Costa. Now, just so you know, I have a couple of other interviews on the books that need to be broadcast, but I decided to push this one forward and push it forward quickly. And the reason being is because she's a parent who really struggled with having a four-year-old son get diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And I think that you're going to benefit from what you hear. I just felt as though if I wait for weeks and weeks before I publish this, there might be some of you out there right now that really need the information now. So I'm pushing it forward. I hope you appreciate it. I hope you'll share it with people that might need the information. So Selena Costa, oh, I love her. She's just a doll and you're going to agree. I asked her for a bio. She sent me one written in first person. I'm just going to read to you exactly what she has to say. We are a family of four from New York, although now she's from Connecticut. They moved. I practiced as a registered dental hygienist for seven years, but am now part owner of a dental staffing agency with my husband. We have two boys named Noah and Judah. Both boys are homeschooled and on the SCD diet. As a family, we believe it is important to win and lose together. So when it came to Noah changing his nutrition, we decided to do it all together. Noah is six years old now and was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at age four, but has been in remission for two years now. We started an Instagram page to join the SCD community and educating others about the benefits of nutritional therapy for the treatment of IBD specifically through the SCD diet. You're going to love her. She's just so heartwarming and heartfelt and uh, we will be talking about her Instagram page. You do need you do need to sign up for Instagram if you haven't, or if you are already on Instagram, please find her. Uh, the name of her Instagram page is Our Gut Feeling. That's O U R G U T F E E L I N G. We'll talk about that in the podcast as well. I'll also add it to the show notes. I know you're as excited as I am to get started. I hope that you get as much positive information from this as I did, and I hope that you will share it with those who need it. Let's get started. Hello, Selena. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi, Lee. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. I can't believe we're finally doing this. We have been trying to get this interview for how long now? I know it's so true, but you know what? I've developed a really good friendship with you through it. So I'm grateful for the time. <laughs> I'm grateful too. I'm grateful too. Um, everyone, just so you know, now, how did, did I originally discover you through your Instagram page or did you reach out to me? You reached out to me. You yes. sent me an email about Noah and how yes. well he's doing on SCD. Yeah. I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'm and then through that, I think I discovered your Instagram presence. Yes, yes. Everybody, everybody, you have to check out Selena on Instagram. Even if you've never done Instagram, this is your incentive to do Instagram. She's <laughs> becoming quite the influencer there. And it's all about the specific carbohydrate diet. And it's all about her son and 
how it's helped him. And it's all about the tips and everything that she's learning as she goes along. And she's attracting a lot of attention from a lot of people. Right before we did this podcast today, she was sharing with me that, you tell the story. Who Who is it that you heard from through Instagram? <laughs> I was saying to Lee that I was so excited because Jeffrey Berger reached out to me. And for those of you who don't know who Jeffrey Berger is, he's the head of the SCD Association. And when I saw his name pop up on my Instagram, I was like, no way, not Jeffrey Berger. This is a big deal to me. Um, I was telling Lee, like there are certain names when you become an scd and when you are affected by breaking the Breaking the Vicious Cycle book, there's certain names that you just feel like, that's the person I want to meet. If I ever get a chance to meet someone, that's who I want it to be. And, you know, so many people would say, oh, if I could meet someone, I want to meet maybe the president or maybe I'll meet J-Lo. But <laughs> for me, I would have loved to have the chance to meet Elaine. But of course, that's not possible right now. But, you know, just being able to have Jeffrey reach out, I was I was so honored. And so he saw my Instagram and he said that he appreciated what I was doing. He appreciated the videos and we're going to hopefully partner in helping the SCD community and advocating for SCD. So I'm so excited about that. Yeah, it's a wonderful compliment to have him Aww. call you or contact you that way. I mean, he it really is. You know, I, from what I know of Jeffrey, he is very picky. He's going to make yeah. sure that whoever is representing the specific carbohydrate diet is someone that he really feels confident in and he really trusts. So mm -hmm. congratulations on that. I, I'm excited to see where it goes. And Thank you. Yeah, Jeffrey, that's going to be fun. If you're listening to this, Jeffrey, um, you're tied in. That's it. We're locked in together now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no turning back. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I'm looking oh. forward to seeing how that goes. All right. All right. So I know that there are a lot of people that are very anxious to hear your story about Noah. So let's get right to that. Um, mm -hmm. Noah Noah is now, it's been two years since he was diagnosed. Yeah. He was four years old when he was diagnosed. Yes. Okay. So just gives everybody kind of an idea of where we're at. What was life like before Noah's diagnosis? So I'm glad that you asked that. Um, Noah, at, since uh, at a very young age, he also always showed evidence of just like, digestive sensitivities. So he always kind of struggled. Um, I I know that he struggled a lot because he was, he had a combination of formula and breastfeeding and, you know, he had a lot of issues digestive wise. Um, but as we, as time passed, um, we would constantly go to the doctor and talk to them about his digestive issues. And they were always kind of just pushed off to the side, change this, change the formula, change that. Um, finally, I did uh, just eliminate dairy completely. But Noah's problem never really resolved. Um, at about age two, he started to have pain when, when passing bowels, went to the doctor. They told me, oh, it's probably constipation. Just, you know, give him some flaxseed oil. Give him some, another doctor told me to treat my children with mineral oil and have them drink that. Um, so I was getting all these, these different like points of direction. And I was really lost. I didn't know why he was struggling, but it wasn't until about age three where his symptoms became really severe. And he was starting to cry when he used the bathroom and his, his poop was like water. And it was, mm. it, it went from that to very quickly becoming severe symptoms where he had bloody stools. He had um, ulcers in his mouth. He had he couldn't even eat his food. When he would play, he couldn't even run. And there were times we would walk and he's, he'd say, I can't, wa I can't walk. My knees hurt. My, my so his joints were hurting. And we were so confused because these were such strange symptoms. And we, we, when we would address them with a the doctor, they would kind of just <clears throat> label it as behavioral and kind of say, well, you know, you may be just being stubborn about using the bathroom, try to just force him to go in the mornings, force him to go at night, make him, you know, have a routine, even if you have to give him Miralax to kind of encourage him to go. And the whole time I was under this impression that he had a constipation and a behavioral issue. Oh. So I was treating him that way. And it wasn't until his symptoms became so severe that um, those ulcers were 
were down his throat already. He was not eating. He couldn't swallow. Um, he had um, the petechia all over his legs. He started to have bruising. And when we started to see those alarming signals of his body calling out for help, we went back to the back to his pediatrician and demanded that we have a test um, for Crohn's disease. What made you decide to test for Crohn's? To just your own research? You know, as a parent, you know, you just start Googling things and researching. So we went home and we were like, there's got to be an answer. I felt really guilty about the fact that I was kind of more frustrated with Noah than helping him because I was led to believe this was a behavioral issue. And that was one of the things that really, really put me on a guilt trip later when I realized what he was really going through. Yeah. Well, and of course, it wasn't your fault. You know, you were doing your best. Yeah. And you can't help but wonder how many other parents are going through the same thing that have yet to receive a diagnosis. That is very true. Very, very true. So you asked for the test for Crohn's and what happened then? Yeah. So we asked for the test for Crohn's. Um, his He was very severely anemic. Uh, they ran labs and the pediatrician um, said that because of his symptoms, she saw the drainage that he had. Um, from his rectum. She saw that he had fissures. She saw he had tissue tags. She saw just all of these these signs of a little boy who was so lively. You've met Noah. He was full oh, of life. and Yeah, he's, he's just incredible. Yeah, he's full of life, energy, loves to talk. And he was suddenly this different child that had none of that life in him anymore. So she, she saw it and immediately got us an appointment. Um, we had to go through many gastroenterologists before we finally found one who was willing to um, have a colonoscopy done. And they told right, us, well, you know, stop for just a second, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what were the problems with the gastroenterologist that you decided not to use? So we went to one gastroenterologist and the first one that we went to, um, Noah was clear. Noah ha- is very articulate and he likes to express himself a little too much sometimes, you know, sometimes <laughs> we gotta be like, all right, Noah. But you know, he was expressing his symptoms to the gastroenterologist and immediately she was like, okay, you have to stop talking cause you have to listen. And so she started, she stopped listening to, to the poor boy who was explaining what he's going through, who knows his, what he's going through best. And she just started talking at us and letting us know, like, listen, this is a behavioral problem. This is not a Crohn's disease problem. What you see there, that's that's not what you see, that skin tag that you have there. It really doesn't mean anything. Kids get those all the time. While she's talking to us, she's scratching away at her skin because the poor woman had a severe eczema. And I'm going to tell you why I'm mentioning that, because it sounds a little crazy to mention. And I'm definitely not saying it in a way to... Um, you know, just make a joke out of it or make fun of her. This I actually felt really bad. And sure. the reason why I bring that up is because knowing what I know now about the gut and how it manifests disease and how um, the, the gut will present itself when it's being attacked and when there's an overgrowth of bacteria. Eczema is a clear sign that there's a problem with your gut, that leaky gut is there, right? And this doctor was here giving us advice and had no idea what was happening in her own body. So she told us, you know, just go home. I'm going to give you um, some Miralax and you're going to give him that again. I went home, refused the Miralax. We went to another gastroenterologist who kept telling us the same thing, read his chart and said it was the same thing. So my pediatrician was upset and said, you know what, I'm going to push for you to get in with um, another gastroenterologist. So we saw that gastroenterologist and he agreed with the, the past gastroenterologist and said, you know, this is a constipation issues. Constipation sometimes will manifest itself as diarrhea when it seeps around the, the constipation. So we uh, pushed for it and said, I don't, I don't really care what it looks like. I really would be at ease if we could just have the colonoscopy done. And that's, that's what we did. We had the colonoscopy done and that was when our lives changed. So I'm sure a lot of parents, especially with very young children, would be interested in hearing what was a colonoscopy like for him? Ooh, so, you know, the days before we had him fast, we had him drink the the liquid to make him go. And he was constantly in the bathroom because remember, this child already had an issue with diarrhea. He had loose stools daily. He had them multiple times a day. And even nocturnal diarrhea, where he would be woken up out of his sleep two times a night even and crying, screaming because it felt like glass was coming out of his body. Mm-hmm. And now he was under this this um, 
this new regimen where he had to force his body to go even more while he was hungry. And and the next day they put him under. Um, the doctor said, you know, I'm confident when we come out, you'll see that it's a constipation issue and you'll be at ease. And I said, okay, walked away, waited for the results. And when we went back, I was like, okay, you know, they're probably going to say, you know, he's got I don't know, maybe some kind of infection or give us some antibiotics. I knew nothing about health. And I, I, I uh, went back and was surprised to hear what he what he explained. And it was, in fact, Crohn's disease. Yes. So he came yeah. out. And the doctor said, I didn't think I was going to see what I saw in there. And I said, wow. what, what did you see? And he said, there are ulcers. He had ulcers from his esophagus all the way down. Oh, he was really inflamed. Um, of course, blood and inflammation was present. And he said, we immediately need to start Remicade. So he wanted him to be on biologics right away. Um, I, I told him I knew nothing about Crohn's disease, nothing about digestion, nothing about really anything when it came to, to health. I just kind of did what doctors told me my whole life. So I asked him, well, well, what, what caused this? What could have been the reason why he has this problem? And he said, well, you know, there is no explanation. There's nothing that could have caused it. There's nothing you can really do. It's just, you know, unfortunate that it happened, but it needs to be treated immediately. So I asked him what our options were. Okay. And he said Remicade? He said Remicade immediately. And did he offer any other solutions? He said that there were no other solutions besides enteral nutrition. He said some children can take a tube and just have tube feeding for the rest of their lives, which is completely, he told me, unrealistic for a child to stick to and will interfere with his quality of life. And I'm like, so you're telling me the only two options here is this, this very strong biologic medication or a tube feeding? That's it. Is there anything else I can do? He said, no, that's that's pretty much it. And I asked him, well, am, am I supposed to give him different, like, can he eat certain things or not eat certain things? And he said, no, it has nothing to do with diet. It has nothing to do with food. And in fact, while we were talking, he had his nurse come in with some whole milk and <sighs> some Oreo cookies, some Oreo cookies and said, you know, you did a good job, buddy great job, you know, and, and started giving him Oreo cookies and milk. Oh, and I had no oh. idea how that was going to inflame him and what that was going to lead to when we got home. But I was, oh. like, I was just happy. He was comforted. I had no idea. Sure. Well then what happened? How did you come across the specific carbohydrate diet? I went home, looked up Remicade, started researching everything I could about Crohn's disease. What life expectancy is, what um, life is like for individuals who have Crohn's disease, what the likelihood of surgery is, and looking at the outcomes when it comes to the biologics that children are put under. And I was, I was broken after that mm -hmm. because I realized that the likelihood of my child going into surgery was very high eventually some point in his life. I realized that the, the medication um, came with other side effects. Um, his doctors told me that, you know, there would be um, some issues where I would have to be very careful with him being in the sun because the chances of, of cancer could be increased, um, that his, he gonna, he's going to be immunocompromised. He would have to be very careful when people got sick. So not too long after that, the coronavirus <laughs> hit. And I was like, I have this child who I'm supposed to put on medication that's going to make him even more compromised, um, more susceptible to disease, um, and he, it's going to weaken him. And, and I didn't know where I was supposed to turn, what I was supposed to do. Mm. So my husband and I just cried, and we cried, and I felt like, what is the outcome? I had this future plan for my son where he was going to travel and reach his goals and the future would be limitless, but this really put some shackles on him if he was going to have to go through with this medication. So my husband woke me up at like three in the morning. It was like, Selena, I just found this thing called SCD. And I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, it says you can eat this, these foods on the list. I'm looking at the list and I'm like, there's no way that's going to work. Like we put the phone down, I went to bed and I just... I just went to a holistic doctor and tried to just navigate it through there. So mm -hmm. 
SCD diet wasn't started right away because it sounded too good to be true. <laughs> so we um, were very lost, didn't know what to do. And immediately, you know, my family banded together, came to my home and my aunt said, you know, there's a plant-based diet. So we tried a plant-based diet and Noah was alkaline for a little while where we, alkaline for anyone who doesn't know is just a plant-based diet where it put, it controls the, the acidity in your body and the pH levels so that you can, um, can help promote the growth of good bacteria and not the bad bacteria and produce an environment that's, that breeds better health. But unfortunately that diet, it, it did provide some relief, but not, not, not complete remission. So he did have some bad days. And so after that, we said, what was that diet that you said again? And we looked, looked it up, started reading about SCD. And at this point I was plant-based vegan and alkaline. And I was like, you're telling me eating meat is okay. And <laughs> it's going to make him better. I was like, that's against everything I believe in at this point. So we were like, there's no way this, this is going to work. But my family said, you know what? It's worth a shot. And there were there were these individuals online that said it worked for them. And I tried it. And in Lee, in a day, in a day, Noah had his first solid stool. In a day? In a day. We were like, what? The plant-based diet did provide some some help and we ha we saw some of his stool solidifying but when he switched to scd it was the first normal stool and it, anyone in the ibd community knows we have a parade for good stools <laughs> we were we were so elated it lifted us and made us feel like there's hope and and you know, I'm like, no, what if it's a coincidence? It's a coincidence. Maybe it's just, you know, for some reason it worked that day, but there's no way it's going to keep working. Cause I was at this point, such a pessimist. And I was like, you know what, if his body responded at all positively, that's a good sign. So from yeah. there, it was just, uh, just everything just went uphill and we just saw constant progress. You know, I, I always get blown away when people tell me that within a week or two weeks of being on the specific carbohydrate diet, they mm -hmm. see a difference. Mm -hmm. That always seems like, wow, you know, but to hear yes. one day. Lee, one day, the next day. And that's what made me feel like, whoa, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. All right. So now that you see that he's going, his body is showing sim signs of his symptoms improving. Mm -hmm. How did you monitor that? How did you treat it? What did you do? So we spoke to his doctor who was constantly calling us, the GI, who we had the colonoscopy done with. And, you know, he was he was like, when are you starting Remicade? When are you starting Remicade? And I have a support group for you for the if you have any questions. And I told him, well, you know, I'm really looking into this SCD thing. And I mentioned to him that we're we're seeing some positive results. And a lot of people have treated themselves with nutritional therapy. And I've been researching a lot about it. He was in complete opposition. Um, he said, you know, there's a lot of quacks out there, Selena, and there's a lot of people that are going to tell you stuff and you'll go running down this rabbit hole of information if you start to think that this is something you can treat with food. He said, you can't. This is not a curable disease. This is not something that you can fix by just doing some home remedies. So he's like, I really caution you to go down that road and I'm not in support of it. And I said, well, is there harm in him changing his diet if, you know, if we're introducing foods that are good for him? Could it possibly be be only good that could come from that? And he said, well, I mean, of course, there's always good in, in eating a good, healthy diet. But, I mean, it's not going to solve his problem. So I said, yeah. okay. He said, so, so, you know, really stand clear of that and stand clear of anyone who tells you otherwise. And I, I said, well, you know, I... I do appreciate, because of course we do appreciate um, Western medicine and I do appreciate, you know, your concern, but I do believe that educating myself is important. So I'm going to continue to research and I'll, I'll call you back. Anyway, we continued with the SCD diet and had some setbacks, Lee, I'm not going to lie. I moved very quickly at the beginning and then all of a sudden he started having pain again. And I was like, you see, it's not working. I knew <laughs> the doctor was right. and. That happened about two or three times. And then my family, which I'll talk about later, but my family really pushed me to say, don't give up. And 
remember these things take take time and there are setbacks on medication too. I'm just texting my husband to tell my dog to be quiet in case you see me looking down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, that's fine. I, I just, um, I was, I was so your family, but that's really cool because yeah. so often the family is not the one understanding and you're trying to explain to everybody what you're doing. But in your case, the family was like, Hey, come on, come on, hang in there. Yeah. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. My family, especially my aunt's, they're my support team and everything that I do. And they were like, Selena, if you've seen some progress, that means his body is responding well. If he were on medication, I'm sure this would happen too. You have to just figure out what works for him. Don't give up. Don't give up. So I continued and I told them, I said, if this works, I was always crying. That's why every time I imitate myself, you're going to hear me sound like that. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, if this works, I'm going to scream from the, from the mountains that STD can, can save a child's life. And I'm going to make sure that I do my part to help other children. Um, so I kept going and Noah was oh my goodness, his energy came back. All of a sudden, his appetite came back. All of a sudden, he just wanted to eat. He didn't want to stop eating. And I, I was constantly cooking. And after, after maybe 25 minutes, he's like, can I have some more? And he was all of a sudden full of energy and the bruising went away on his legs. In about three days, um, we were seeing drastic a drastic turnaround. So when we started seeing these clinical signs of remission, um, we use the PCDAI, the Pediatric um, Crohn's Disease Activity Index, which you can see online. Um, when we use that, we were able to identify that he was starting to be in remission. He had no longer had abdominal pain, had solid stools, and that doesn't always indicate that there's really full mucosal healing, right? So we were like, you know, maybe we're tricking ourselves here. Maybe this is something that seems to manifest itself as a cure, but isn't. So we said, let's do our part to make sure we follow through with a blood test. And um, we decided to switch our gastroenterologist. We went to a gastroenterologist that supports SCD. Thankfully, there are, um, which I'm listing on my page on, on Instagram, um, there are doctors around the nation that do support SCD and you can find them. So we found them on one of the SCD websites and at Mount Sinai in New York, we went there and spoke with a wonderful team who was very supportive as long as the diet seemed to be working. And we had some blood tests. We did the traditional labs. We did CBC count. We did C-reactive protein. We did the ESR, the sedimentation rate. Um, and then, of course, the stool tests, which um, test for the stool calprotectin levels. So those were our key markers for identifying whether or not he had inflammation in his body. In addition to that, Lee, the nice thing about the GI ward at Mount Sinai is that they offer this wonderful intestinal ultrasound, which isn't practiced everywhere, but the doctor there is one of the only doctors who practices this, and they've, they started this, this um, method of this diagnostic tool so that they could help children to not have to go through that traumatic experience of a colonoscopy. Yeah. It, it wreaks havoc on the insides and it's hard for them. So they started this um, intestinal ultrasound. And with that, they're able to detect inflammation levels, how, how thick the walls of the intestines are, um, whether there is ulcer, whether there are ulcers, bleeding. And um, we do that every year. And with that, at our last test, our last time we, we saw Dr. Dullinger there, he said there is absolutely, in his words, no existence of the disease. He said, what medication are you on? And I told him, oh, we never started the medication, remember? And he said, well, what are you, what are you doing? And he said, I told him, we're doing nutritional therapy with the SCD diet. And he was like, incredible. This is, he said, if you came into me right now and asked me to look at your son and see if he's okay, I'd tell you he's a perfectly healthy child. Get out of my office. You're fine. And so he said, he looks wonderful. Whatever you're doing, continue. And that just, that blew my mind. That's, uh, mm -hmm. I can just feel everyone that's listening to this. I can just feel their heart and soul thanking you mm -hmm. for this story. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. And this is something, you know, you listen to the podcast. This is something we hear time and time again, that people are being told, yeah. no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I, you know, I just, at yeah. night, I just always say a prayer, please, God, help the people that are being misdiagnosed or that aren't being able to find help for their children or for themselves. Right. Please, 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 please let them, let them find this. Yeah. Um, so you did great. Uh, a couple of questions. Going back, you said that in the beginning you had a couple of setbacks. Do you mm-hmm. have any idea what, what might have caused those setbacks? Or do you think it was his body just readjusting to everything? Was there something he might have ingested that he shouldn't have? Yeah, I think it was a combination of both. Um, we, you know, SCD is very, is a, it's very important to customize it. And Elaine makes that very clear in the book. You can't just think that because this is the outline, this is the, these are the stages that you're allowed to just do everything that it says on there. Um, and you know, she said that and I read it, but I kind of just didn't listen. (laughs) I kind of just did it. I just wanted to do everything so fast. So I moved in, I moved very quickly through the stages. Um, so I introduced nuts too quickly. Mm-hmm. That was one problem. I also um, introduced fruit too quickly. I give him a little, a little too much fruit. So at the beginning of the diet, remember that there's this, there's this, in, th- this change that your body is going through. Your body was under attack, so to speak, where you know this harmful overgrowth of bacteria was completely trying to consume your body. And like I mentioned on my page, it's literally a war that's happening in there. So there are casualties in war and innocent Indian, innocent civilians get hurt in, in amongst the, the chaos. And in your gut, there are other parts of your body that get attacked as well and are kind of just casualties in the war. So it's going to take time for your entire body to receive, have that peace, that calm after the war, to recover. All of the systems have to rewire and, re- and relearn how to work under different management. So it takes time. And we had to learn to slow down. Um, We had to, an important thing was identifying his food triggers. So we slowed it down, realized no one can have eggs, but he can't have egg yolks. So keeping a food journal helped us tremendously. Oh, the food journal. I'm such an advocate of that. Okay, Mm -hmm. go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I love hearing (laughs) You got real excited about that journal. (laughs) Because I I didn't do it. I mean, I've said this on the podcast a thousand times. I didn't do it, and I regret it. Mm -hmm. Deeply regret it. it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and another thing we say a lot is that absolutely everyone is different. Mm-hmm. And just because SCD works this way for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work that way for another person. And right. the eggs and eggs yolk, eggs and egg yolks are a perfect example. What else did you discover that he wasn't able to eat? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, first, we tried giving him the egg yolk alone, <laughs> and the egg yolk alone immediately the next day he had diarrhea, he had wow. pain, and we were like, "Whoa!" So like you're saying, Lee, I think for anyone who's listening, don't take for granted the importance of keeping a log of your progress and of any, you know, symptoms. Your body is amazingly designed and it's it's amazing at how our bodies can already tell us what's good for us or not. You know, mm-hmm. anything in nature, if you really look at nature, it kind of just works that way. You throw garbage into the ocean, it kind of spits it back out at you. And so your body will tell you what's right or wrong, but you have to take the time to listen to it. And if there's too much noise, you can't listen. So if you slow down, lower the volume a little bit by decreasing the amount of foods that you're taking in, slow it down. It's kind of like it quiets a little bit. And then you can start to introduce foods one by one and say, okay, how's, how, how does that feel, body? How does that feel? And as you write that down, you kind of come up with a list on your own that no sensitivity test can give you. And it helps you to really identify your triggers. And so egg yolk was a big one and cinnamon, surprisingly. Uh, really? Cinnamon. To this day. Mm-hmm, to this day. But um, now we work around that. And he's now he has a wide variety of foods. So he tolerated the, the transition well. For a while, we were only doing turkey, Lee, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because he wasn't able to tolerate anything else. And he was like, not turkey again. Oh. And we felt so bad. We felt so bad. But but you know what? I, I, I kept telling myself, 
we could be at home doing this therapy or we could be at a hospital doing a different kind of therapy. I can't feel bad for myself or for him when we're doing something that's going to help him. So it took time to introduce each and every food, but now he doesn't think about that anymore. Now he has a wide variety of foods. Is he following the specific carbohydrate diet 100%? Yes, he follows it 100%. Um, We don't veer off from it at all because he's very early in healing. It took years to create the damage. Um, and it's going to take a while to heal from it. So we're we're choosing to make sure that, that we don't cheat. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, life goes on around anyone that's on the specific carbohydrate diet. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest part about the family uh, doing this and Noah doing it? What, do you, what have been your biggest challenges? Yeah, I feel like the hardest part, I think anybody who has, does SCD can agree that it's spending that time in the kitchen. I am not a a, a kitchen person. Anyone who knows me will tell you that I did not start off as enjoying cooking. Some people do. But when I learned that this was a digestive issue and that I would have to cook this much, I was like, why me? (laughs) Like, could it be anything else? I just, I, I didn't enjoy cooking at all. So that was the hardest, hardest part. Um, but I feel like besides just getting over that hump of the of, of the cooking because eventually just like going to the gym you learn to it becomes a habit and it becomes something you do and you feel good about um so we got over that but i think one of the hardest hardest part is the mental toll that it takes on you rewiring your brain and tra- just transforming yourself because tradition and culture and the american this the standard American diet is so embedded in the fabric of who we are. So you are all of a sudden reforming yourself, creating this, these new pathways in your brain of how to, how to live because SCD is a lifestyle. It's not a diet, not just a diet. So I think the hardest part was coming around to say that this is the way we're going to live and seeing people around us who eat whatever they want, who have chips and donuts, and for, for breakfast and, you know, and being that being around Noah and as a parent, you might feel like I'm depriving my child because at school he's going to see other children. And Noah does sometimes see other kids eating things that he knows that he, he, he can't have. But I feel like it, it was important for me to remember that the real people who are being deprived, unfortunately, are the individuals who don't know. Right. The way that the body responds to food. Those are the those are the poor children who are being deprived, the ones who unfortunately are being fed these things at their schools or at parties, and they have no clue that these are little triggers and light switches for future diseases. So it it, it took a minute for me to rewire and say, there's no reason to feel guilty about this. And now Noah takes pride. He takes pride in it and says, well. I'll tell you this funny thing. He told his uncle, he said, hopefully this is okay to say. But he, Don't worry about it. He said, Uncle Joey, are you eating a hot dog? He said, yeah. And Noah used to love hot dogs, hot dogs and chicken nuggets. That was his thing. Are you eating a hot dog? And his uncle said, yeah, I know. No, I know. Yeah, but it, it's just so good. And he said, do you know that hot dogs come from a pig's butt? <laughs> And his uncle was cracking up. He was like, you know what, Noah, you're right. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not, it, it, I said, wow, I've really got to, I've really got to work on, uh, <laughs> it's like reasoning with other people who are not on SCD, but he really just showed me that he's, he's beginning to take pride in nutrition and his health. He understands, um, the importance of, providing fuel for your body and not just giving your body something that makes you feel good in the moment, but really that's something that's going to benefit you in the future. And now he, he kind of takes part in cooking with me and enjoys it. And he's proud to be an SCD. Uh, Yeah. I had this commercial flash through my mind. You know how, you know how you'll be watching TV and they come on with these commercials about whatever very strong uh, medication they're trying to push. And at Mm -hmm. the end, they'll always have that disclaimer that says, just so you know, you might die from this. (laughs) You know, I mean, they'll always say, this this could cause internal bleeding, it could cause headaches, it could cause this, it could cause death. But and while they're saying it, everyone's frolicking through the forest and having the greatest time. 
and you're, and you're focusing on, on them having a great time and maybe not really listening to all of these warnings that they're saying, yes. at the end, um, which always cracks me up. I, I mean, it's really sadly brilliant the way that they do it to try to divert you away from hearing those those warnings. Well, yeah, I just I see this hot dog commercial. And then at the end, everyone's joyously eating them. And but in the, there's this voice saying, warning, this is made from pig butt. Right. <laughs> May contain pig butt. <laughs> May contain pig butt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, I I actually put something similar to that thought on my page where I, I put that medications tell you that they're gonna harm you before you even start taking them. So there's a risk. Every, in everything. So right. if there's going to be a risk in nutritional therapy, there's going to be a risk with medication. You could be in remission with medication. You could not be. You could be in remission with food. You could not be. But, you know, food is food. It's been here since the existence of man. So if there's no harm, if my child, if for instance, said, oh, mommy, you know, I think I want to read more books. Why would I say, well, you know, I think we're managing your grades all right. I don't think you need to meet, read any more books. It would be foolish. Anything that's going to improve you as a person should be promoted and should be applauded. So when it comes to food, we need to stop telling people food has nothing to do with it because it has everything to do with it. And a person who chooses to be, make better choices can only be doing something good for themselves. Excellent. That's such, thank you. Such good mm -hmm. words. So how do you how do you help avoid now now do you follow the specific carbohydrate diet also the rest of your family or mm -hmm. yeah is it so, a mixed bag? I I love that question because um you know some of you are gonna be mad at me for saying this, <laughs> but I think that it's important for the entire family to support whoever it is that is trying to do the SCD diet. And you know, if that means you need to go somewhere else and not let anybody know that you stopped at Chick-fil-A, then fine, whatever. But in our home, we only do SCD. And I have this philosophy in our home that we win together, we lose together. What one person goes through, we all go through. So when Noah started, we all were on the SCD diet. And you know, Lee, the amazing thing is that Noah's Noah getting sick we thought was the worst thing that happened to us in our lives. It was our lowest point. It was the point where I, I lost myself. I was no longer who I never want. I didn't want to have fun anymore. I used to love singing in the shower. I stopped because I just felt so down and depressed. And I came to realize that Noah getting sick saved the lives of other people because today, so many of my family with autoimmune diseases are on SCD and are feeling better. Their children are feeling better. Myself and my husband, we did this just to support Noah. And now we're feeling better. I had no idea that I had my own digestive problems. And it's 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 not only helped us and my family, which is the world to me, but through my page and through Noah's honesty, there have been individuals who have who have reached out to me and had no idea about the SCD diet and are now with their children and their families starting it and seeing results. So this is this is not something that just helped Noah, but it's helping all of us and people everywhere. And that's really what what my goal was once we saw that this was working. It's kind of like the nothing is a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just like listening to your body and learning what your body wants and doesn't want. I mm -hmm. think very often the same thing is true with life. Mm -hmm. You know, when life hands you something, especially if it's something you don't want, mm -hmm. listen very closely. What is it you're supposed to discover? What's going on with this? What is it that's causing this to happen? What do you need to learn from it? Mm -hmm. Because there's always something. I, you know, I've, I've never met anyone who didn't find a learning in difficult times. Doesn't mm -hmm. make them necessarily easier, but it at least gives some cause for thought as you're going through it. Mm -hmm. So is was that your big lesson through the experience? Do you think? Um, I feel like my big lesson was definitely that, you know, um, of course, you know, we we become stronger than the trials that we face. Um, but also just be your child's advocate. And if it's not for your child, if it's for mm. yourself, be your own advocate. You have the right 
to say that something's wrong. And you have the right to say that you want further testing done. And you also have the right to say that you don't agree with something. It is your body. And I grew up just doing what I was told. And I thought that, you know, whoever had the authority was the one who could tell me what to do when it came to things I didn't know about. Make yourself educated. And when you when you have a problem, when your body is telling you that something isn't right, It's better to listen to the whispers than to wait for the screams, right? So Mm -hmm. eventually, if you don't listen to the the signals and the alarms that your body is trying to give you now, it will become more aggressive. It will become louder and your symptoms will become more severe because your body will do whatever it needs to do to get your attention. And I learned that it's important to take that seriously and not feel bad about it and take your health into your own hands and really do what your gut tells you is best for you. What do you do if you're craving potato chips? I mean, how do you, if you want, if you really want something that's not on the, Mm -hmm. on the SCD or Noah really wants it, what do you do? Mm -hmm. How do you, Mm -hmm. how do you get around it? Yeah. I love that question because, you know, to be honest, and this is not a joke, I'm not saying this because I feel like I have to, but when you are on SCD, you those cravings, those cravings are not natural. Those cravings that we have for sugar and ice cream. And of course, you can find ways to make healthy ice cream. So I'm talking about the stuff that has all the additives and preservatives and sugars that, you know, are harmful to you. Those cravings are there because it's your it's a biological thing that's happening in your body when your your bad bacteria is craving food. So it's not really you that wants those foods. It's really the bad bacteria that's asking for it. They're like little pets that live in your body and you could either feed them or kick them out. And, you know, if anybody has grown up with roaches, we know (laughs) as long as you live with with food on your counter, those roaches will keep coming back. So those cravings will keep coming for as long as you're feeding them. But on SCD, when you eliminate the bad bacteria and you have a balanced microbiome, you start not to crave the junk anymore. You don't miss it as much. But for times when you know, maybe my son sees someone else who's eating something and it's a bag of Doritos that I feel like, mm, I'm not eating that. But for him, it's it's a test. I try to remind him that everything in life, we have- Thought I had my phone turned off, apparently. <laughs> Between okay. the dog barking and the phone ringing, I think we're in trouble, but that's okay. No, we'll that's, forgive us. That's yeah, real I'm not going to cut this out. You're, you're on a roll. <laughs> Okay. No, I I was just saying that. You you try to tell him. Yeah. Yep. I try to tell him every day we make decisions that come that that have to do with loyalty. And it may be in different ways. It may be at school. You have an opportunity to cheat on a test. You have to decide whether to cheat or not. When you're at work, you have an opportunity to cheat and steal time. You you can, you can do that or you cannot. When you're married, you have an opportunity to cheat or not. But loyalty is not only there in those forms. Loyalty is there when it comes to yourself. You owe it to yourself to be loyal to you. And, you know, when it comes to cheating, that's an act of disloyalty against yourself. You know that eventually it, it'll come with hardships. Why do we not cheat on our spouse? Why do we not cheat on a test? Why do we not cheat, um, you know, in any other way in life? It's because we know the outcomes the possibilities, the hardships that could follow. And it's the same with your health. If you just remind yourself, like, what is this going to cost me? As opposed to what is this going to give me? Then it can be a good way of us just sticking to what's best for us. Excellent. Wow. But what do you do if you want a potato chip? (laughs) (laughs) I get your recipe, Lee, for those... Yeah, I told her secretly I'm working on this really crunchy cracker thing that hopefully I'm going to make a YouTube video for everybody about, but it's Mm -hmm. not out there yet. So Yeah, I love it. And anybody who's starting SCD, you know, I was never a cook. I was never a creative person in the kitchen, but SCD will make you that person. I promise you, it transforms you. And we become so creative on SCD. You start making things that you're going to be really proud of. Yeah. You know, it's like you become an artisan of sorts. 
Yeah. And then you find ways. I know a lot of people have told me that they're really craving. They, you know, they just went to a birthday party and they walked away wishing they could have had a piece of that cake. So they go home and they open their cookbooks and they go online and they find an SCD legal cake, make it and eat it. And yes, then they have the best of both worlds. So yes, yeah. yeah, we're living at a time with an abundance of information and it's so easy for you to be able to do it. And you have a good support team now. So, yes. And anyway. and an abundance of misinformation. You know, you have That's to. That's true. Uh, I have seen things on the Internet. I'm not going to call anyone out, of course, but where people try to have their own like ways to promote the SCD, but they've tweaked it to make it yes. their own. There are so many diet protocols out there where ba- you can tell the basis of it is the specific mm-hmm. carbohydrate diet. But somebody really wanted to publish a book. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're tweaking it just enough mm-hmm. to make it their own, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. But those tweaks, it, they, they, it can mess you up if your body really needs to follow the SCD. Yeah, you know, it makes me think of... Um, how medication, if your doctor gave you a medication and gave you the dosage, would you really let somebody else change your dosage or give you recommendations about tweaking it and you're tweaking your regimen? Of course not. And it's the same with SCD. This has been proven to work. Elaine did, laid the foundation and the studies have been done. Doctors and scientists support it. This is the method that works. So if you start tweaking it, it's like tweaking the dosage. You could really do real harm. Right. That's that's a really good point. That's a great analogy. So it sounds like you're, you know, obviously you're a great fan of the specific carbohydrate diet. You're planning on following this for the rest of your life. Have you have you listened to any of this stuff about people that have been in remission for a long time that have decided to add a little bit of very of illegal foods, but they're also very whole foods? Yeah. Do you hope that maybe in the future Noah's going to be able to find that he's able to do that with his body under the proper testing and really making sure, of course, that it's the right decision or do you think that you just love it so much you're going to probably stay on it the rest of the rest of your life just the way it is <laughs> yeah you know i no longer feel deprived i'm not going to lie at the beginning i was like what about pizza what about this or that but i no longer feel that way i really feel like it's a lifestyle i can man- maintain but um you know i do i do feel like elaine um did feel like at some point, if you're healing well and you do want to explore other foods that are not necessarily on the list, but still whole foods and healthy for you, then it could lead to having a more diverse microbiome and could be good for you. But I would leave that up to Noah as he gets older to make that personal choice for himself. But yes. for for now, we we love SCD. And if it's not broken... Don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say to other parents or people uh, who suffer from IBD, IBS, any type of autoimmune disorder? Oh, wait, before you answer that, you mm-hmm. said that you have people in your family that have autoimmune disorders that are seeing results from following the specific carbohydrate diet. What are the autoimmune disorders? Are you able to share? Yeah. So we have family members with Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid issue. We have individuals who have lupus. Um, We have, you know, um, ADHD, which uh, the book does talk a lot about the gut brain axis and how, you know, your your neurological problems could often be caused by a gut issue. It's 100 percent it's such a plausible thing. I don't know why it's so often ignored, Um, but but yeah, and autism, um, and we have, there's so many, there's IBS, of course, Noah's IBD, um, but those are, I would say, those are the ones that are doing the STD right now who are reaping the benefits. There are other problems in my family, but those individuals have not started the SCD diet yet. We haven't gotten them yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Little by little. But those individuals who have started it are noticing even depression, even depression and even long COVID symptoms. And some of my family members have been have benefited from changing their diet and sticking to SCD. It's been incredible to see the transformation and even the children in my family who are just doing well, just mentally, emotionally, and physically because of transitioning their diet. And so it's not just a Crohn's thing. It's something that Mm -hmm. can be all around helpful for your gut. 
You know, I just as a shout out to everybody, please, please, please. If you or someone you know has bettered themselves and you have, maybe you, you haven't been diagnosed with IBD or you don't have it, but you do have lupus or like me, you have Sjogren's or, uh, you know, any number of things that go on with people and you have gone on the specific carbohydrate diet or put a child on it and you have found that it really helped. I am begging you to reach out to me, to write to me, because we need to talk to you on this podcast. These are the podcasts, you know, the all these words that Selena ha- has said. These are the podcasts that most resonate with people and they hear themselves in it. And oh boy, especially ADHD, especially, you know, all of it. We just need for people to realize that there's a connection to the gut in more than just Crohn's and colitis. You know, even the book on the cover, it talks about celiac disease. It talks about diverticulitis. Like you said, it talks about autism. Um, So it goes very deep and the help that people can receive goes very deep. And you know what, everybody? Just try it for a couple of weeks, two weeks. Anybody can do it for two weeks. You really can. And just see. You know, not everyone's going to see results after a day, but usually a week or two and people start to get an idea if that might be something that might help them. So that was a big interruption to what you're about to say. Now what I you want other people or parents to know um, about who any go ahead. <laughs> no, no, anything I want parents to know, I feel I feel like I just want anyone to know who's starting the SCD that it's worth a shot. Um, you know, if you don't, as they say, this isn't my saying, you've probably heard it before, but if you don't make time for your health now, you will make time for sickness, illness later. So it does, it take, it does, you know, call for some sacrifice. It does call for days off of work, probably even weeks off of work. Um, and when I started this diet, I was, I was a full-time, I was working as well. My husband was working. Um, now I d- dedicate my time full-time for to Noah and I'm at home. But initially that wasn't the case. I did not have the perfect circumstances and most people don't have the perfect circumstances. But if, if you... If you just take a moment to realize that not addressing the problem now will only lead to having to address it later in more severe circumstances, mm-hmm. it'll just motivate you to do whatever is necessary. Because I'd rather take weeks off of work today and dedicate myself to nutritional therapy than to take weeks off a year from now because my child is undergoing surgery. At some point, you're going to have to give of your time. So just like Lee said, give it a shot, give it your all, listen to your body, listen to your child, and um, just really be a part of the support groups that are out there. Like this podcast, this was, this did wonders for me. I would listen to this at night and it brought me so much hope. And these, these accounts of these individuals are not made up stories. They're not lies. They're real, real firsthand accounts of people who have benefited and it can be the same for you. Yeah. And these are people that really you know, aren't looking to, they're, they're all they're doing is just wanting to share what they've been through because they want to pay it forward. You know, that they finally were able to learn that it helped them and then they want to pay it forward to others. Now on your Instagram uh, page, you have yourself, you record yourself all the time and it's, she's yeah. a real professional, everybody get her autograph now because <laughs> something <laughs> happened somewhere along the line where this woman definitely <laughs> moves up in ranks um, but you also have you also have Noah on there from time to time, right? Yeah, I do. Talking about the SCD and talking about how he feels and what he's going through. So, parents, if you think that your child might benefit by seeing another kid talk about it, yeah. that's a really good resource that they're both out there sharing yeah. what they're going through. You yeah. are. I wrote it down earlier um, on Instagram. You are. Our gut feeling, all one word. That's right. O U R gut feeling, our gut feeling. O U R G U T F E E L I N G. And if, if you haven't found her yet, you have to. It's, I mean, you're going to get a lot. You're just, you're just, you're just going to get. How often do you post? It's amazing. I post every day, and you know, somebody told me. 
<laughs> this is a, an annoying an annoying family member because we all have one. <laughs> or more. <laughs> or more. They said, you are posting way too much. And then I said, you know, maybe I am. But then when I thought about it, if you found a miracle, if you found something that helped you, wouldn't you do the same? Wouldn't you want to tell everyone about it? And I know somewhere out there, there's a parent who was like me up at three in the morning looking for answers. And if I came across a page like this, I would binge on the information. And that's what I want to do. I want to give whoever is looking for answers enough information to see that this is real. This is scientifically proven. Soon, we are no longer going to be treating gut issues and uh, digestive issues the way we're treating them now with these medications and, you know, the, the process that they put these children under. It's, it's going to be a thing of the past. So be forward thinking, be on the right side of history and start now with what is one day going to be our future. SCD is something that as more people uh, get to know about it, they're going to realize the benefits. And I feel like eventually this is going to be just the common practice to treating uh, IBD and IBS. Or most certainly used as an accessory. There are some people that yeah. do need the medications. You know, as hard yes. as they try, they really do. Yes. But maybe the, the diet used as an accessory along with that and hopefully getting them to the other side of it exactly. you know, is, a, is a very worthwhile consideration. Right. Yes. yes, for sure. So so daily she posts, daily dose of inspiration, daily dose of SCD inspiration found there. And nothing lasts longer than a, you know, a minute or two. It's all very short and fast and yeah, fun to watch. Yeah, that's the way everybody likes it nowadays. Nobody mm -hmm. has time for all the other stuff. <laughs> for all the other stuff. Not the fluff. <laughs> what else can you think of, Selena, that I maybe should have asked you? Anything at all? Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, wow. No, I feel like, I feel like everything was well covered. I think that the basis of this is just to like my, my page, the title, our gut feeling. I think as a parent, you have that gut feeling. And I think the theme of this is just to listen to that. I think as a mother, you're, you know, you know, your child best. And I think we also know our bodies best. So just listening to that can mean the world. That's great. Thank you so much. Very appreciative of you being here today. Are there other places where people can find you online or out there? I'm also on Facebook. Um, but right now I do I know a lot of people are asking for a YouTube channel. I don't have that. Instagram is the the like the portal that I use and the platform that I use to put dispense information about SCD. So you can DM me on there. I have a bunch of people who DM me and ask for help with SCD. I'm not a doctor, of course. I'm not a naturopath or anything, but um, I'm just another mom who's had the experience and I definitely want to help other parents. So if anyone needs help, you know, we have a whole community that is, our incentive is just to help people. No one is looking to make anything out of it except that. Yep. It's, it's your own special, our own special village. It, it know, is. When they say it takes a village, it really does. And we're all there to support and help one another. Exactly. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Selena. Thank you, too. Thank you so much, Lee. It was a pleasure. I had so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me, Lee Bernstein, through my website at scdforme.com. Four is F-O-R. There's also links to other social media sites there if you'd like to connect with me on those. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future shows, or if you have an SCD success story to share, write to me at leebernstein at scdforme.com. A reminder, I am not an SCD expert. Nothing on this show is ever intended as medical advice. Everybody's different. If you have questions about you and your body, always speak to your medical profession. In the meantime, I hope you'll always listen to your gut. I hope you'll stay happy, be well, and always be open to being everything life means for you to be. Take care.